You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your host, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Did y'all watch the recent Tosh? Yeah. That was the most disgusting okay. episode. Not, not <laughs> the throw up, the throw up. Yeah, that was horrible. The foot what was the he- two what the hell? Yeah, what the, the foot hell? grossed me out more the than foot the vomit. Was gross. Yeah, that it just, did, it did. Yeah, the vomit didn't get to me no, after that foot. <laughs> that, the foot made me wonder, like, what, what the hell was that? Footloose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, <laughs> there's the show intro. Play the music. <laughs> All right. Even think about that until just. <laughs> yeah, just just start the just start the intro when we started talking about that, and we'll go into. Okay. That's right, everybody. <laughs> Time to talk about feet. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's right. You're not at a wedding line dance. You're at oh, 80s yeah. motherfucking revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel San Angelo. And with us, as always, our loyal producer, Jesse Sedgling. Yes, I And that's right. In case you haven't guessed, it's Footloose on Music Month on 80s Revisited, our second music movie. <sighs> <laughs> this, this, and now is a whole new meaning. We talk about feet today, Footloose today. I wonder so if any awesome. of those dancers had feet like that. Uh, Would that hinder or help you be a better dancer if you had chunks of dead skin where you couldn't feel? You wouldn't be able to contort your feet. Maybe. I guess it depends what kind of dancing you're doing. Like, your ballet, a ballerina though. might like, be like, I need these calluses. I need this dry Once skin. Be like you're on hooves. <laughs> Out there. I think they click when they walk when they're <laughs> yeah. barefooted. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> okay, enough with dry cut foot, foot this, these things, because that's disturbing. <laughs> Footloose released February 17th, 1984. Daniel was not even born yet. I was four years old. I had just turned four. I was in a wound. <laughs> in utero. <laughs> IMDb 6.2. Rotten Tomatoes 56%. Seems a little low to me. Budget was $8.2 million. On its opening weekend, it made that back with $8.5. $300,000 to spare. Domestic gross, $80,000. Worldwide, Google let me down again. No info on that. Damn that Google. I know. Directed, however, by Herbert Ross, who also did several other 80s classics which may or may not get done on this podcast. I don't know, because they're classics to other people, but not necessarily to me. But I'm speaking of Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox, but also the movie that every woman that you probably know loves, Steel Magnolias. That's my mama's favorite movie. I probably probably watched it like ten times. Yeah, Mm. because it was filmed in Louisiana up north. uh, No, I'm sorry, it might be Mississippi. It takes place like it's in... Yeah, Yeah, but it was filmed, I think... It might have been on the border, like Natchitoches. Somewhere up there, because every year at Christmas they have a huge Christmas light display, and for some reason there's a lit Steel Magnolias logo because it was filmed somewhere gotcha. close to that. So maybe mm-hmm. a little bit in Louisiana, a little bit in Mississippi. Anyway, this is Footloose, not Steel Magnolias. So let's keep it up with the you know the little slightly more manly Footloose, uh, written by Dean Pritchford, who also wrote Footloose the musical, which was adapted to Broadway and won a Tony. Wouldn't mind seeing it. I would. Huh? I'd rather see Evil Dead. I would see it. No, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. it. Yeah, I'd rather see Evil Dead the musical. Yeah. But you know, if, if this was That's playing that, and I got yeah. free tickets and that was my I wasn't last eight point playing a video movie. game movie. Yeah. I think that was your last favorite yeah. <laughs> so far. 
but starring in the immortal role of Ren, none other than Kevin Bacon. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, Bacon. <laughs> uh, of course, he was in Friday the 13th, which he did on this podcast, but also Hollow Man, Death Sentence, JFK, and Mystic River, one of Daniel's favorite movies, I believe. Is that correct? It, it's up there, yeah. definitely. Just because of the... I don't really like Sean Penn to do his badass in it. <laughs> no, it's probably, I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't like him. I don't care for him that much either, but aside from Fast Times, that was definitely his best movie to where you hated his character, but he did. Yeah. I mean, he deserved the Oscar for that. I think he did. I'm pretty sure he won, he did win it for that, I believe, didn't he? If he did, then he, he should have. Or no, he, maybe I'm thinking he won it for Milk. He won it I, for Milk. And, and maybe he didn't win for Mystic River then. Yeah, Milk, and you were kind of wondering, like, he should have gave it to um, The Wrestler. Oh yeah, um, Mickey Rourke Mickey deserved Rourke, it over yeah. him. That like milk, it was almost like they gave him the Oscar for Milk because they didn't give it to him for Mystic River. Okay, is what it seemed like to me. But like, no, he, he did won. Win. He won. Oh, for he did Mystic win. River. Yeah. Oh really? So he's won two then. Two best actors. I was about him. to say I'm pretty. I didn't know if he won for three for Dead Man Walking, but he was just nominated. He was nominated for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, well, he definitely deserved it for that, but he did not deserve it for Milk, in my opinion. Uh, but a Laurie Singer, who was lovely in this movie, was Ariel. My second favorite person named Ariel. <laughs> the first being, of course, The Little Mermaid, which comes out on Blu-ray this year. Uh, she was also in Warlock, Shortcuts, and she's also the cousin. Cousin. Cousin is what we call our cousins down south. Cousin. Uh, but she's the cousin of Brian Singer, of course, the director of the X-Men franchise, well, one and two, and, of course, the upcoming Days of Future Past, which we might have more to talk about that a little later. Uh... John Lithgow, wow, <laughs> love him to death. He's, of course, he's Laurie Singer's father, Ariel's dad, Reverend Shaw. He was also just as villainous, so to speak, in the Stallone classic Cliffhanger, but I think most children of the 80s, such as ourselves, hold that special place in our heart because he saved Harry. He saved Harry. <laughs> After hitting him with his car twice, <laughs> he saved his life and released him. But, of course, modern people might remember him, of course, from Third Rock, which also gave us the great, what is it, J- Joseph Gordon JGL? Is that what this is abbreviated? Yeah, Joseph. JGL, yeah. that's right. JGL, JT, Timberlake, and all uh, these nicknames for these people. Uh, Ivana Humpelot. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. And yeah. first Awesome Powers, I think it was the first Second one. one. Second one. Yeah. Ivana, Ivana Humpelot. She's too mannish. Yeah, because the her. first one was a lot of a I was never attracted yeah. to her, I should yeah. say. She was hilarious, but mm-hmm. couldn't get past Cri- the... Kristen Warren or Kristen yeah, Davis? Yeah, I wanted to say it was Kristen. No, it was not something. Kristen Davis. Kristen Johnson. That's yeah. It. Oh, and of course, French Stewart was on the show, too, <laughs> who later went on to take over the role of Inspector Gadget from Matthew Broderick. My least favorite guy on, on that show. I would say so. Out of the main ones. It's so funny, too, like, when watching that show, like, you back then, I never expected Joseph, you know, Gordon-Levitt oh, to be really anything. He was yeah. annoying. I didn't like him on the show. I mean, wasn't French Stewart was more annoying than him, but it's like, you know, to come from that to what he's done now. Yeah. DiCaprio and Growing Pains I mean same thing <laughs> it's amazing uh, to see like an actor how they where they started and where they go to kind of like Clooney yeah on, uh, what was it Taxi he was on the ER, ER. no but, but before he was, ER he was on Roseanne as the uh, restaurant <laughs> and uh, he okay. he played in an early I think it was Taxi he was young that's way far back though. yeah but just way far back thinking about him being how he is well, he's today he's been in the industry for a while so yeah. maybe we'll find out the answer is no, he was on ER. Wait, that's not right. That's this this. That must be his director. Facts alive. Yeah, facts alive. Is that acting? That might not be acting. Yeah, he's an actor. God, no, he was on something. Roseanne, Baby Talk. Christopher uh, Lloyd was on Taxi. Facts of Life. Must have been the Facts of Life. I'm thinking of. Which was facts I like better life. than Taxi because Blair was on the Facts of Life and she was hot. <laughs> I always enjoyed watching her. 
do her thing. But uh, Diane Weist was Vi, John Lithgow slash Reverend Shaw's wife. Of course, she was in the classic Edward Scissorhands, which was released in 1990, so it will not be covered on this podcast. And I am Sam, but also in a movie that was will be covered this ho- uh, horror holiday season, The Lost Boys. Ooh. Which uh, we were actually going to do last year, but we had I had thought I had some better ones. <laughs> for, for Daniel, I should say. Which, of course, one of his favorite movies now, The Shining, which he got to see. Uh, and then the late... I, I personally won't say great, but some people might differ. Uh, Chris Penn was Willard. He was in Reservoir Dogs and Rush Hour. Of course, the brother of the aforementioned Sean Penn. And then before she was Horseface, Sarah Jessica Parker as Rusty. Of course, Sex and the City is where most people know her from, but to me, she'll always be that sexy-ass witch in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it was, it's so weird. For that brief, shining moment, she was so gorgeous. But then... She was cute in this movie, too. She me. was cute. Yeah. It's like, you know, they say the older you get, you know, your nose and your... Ears never stop growing. Where her mm. face just got longer. <laughs> she, I don't know. She's a good actress, though. But I mean, she does get everybody gets a hard time for her horse <laughs> face. And when South Park makes fun of you for something, it's pretty much gonna be on your tombstone. Yeah. And then uh, John Laughlin was Woody. He was also in The Rock and The Lawnmower Man, one of my favorite underrated '90s cyber thrillers, so to speak. So, uh, Daniel, you ever seen Footloose before? Probably about 20 times. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you, you have seen... This is like Dirty Dancing. You've seen it way more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing it once when I was younger, and then, of course, as you get a little older in this... Uh, I think, at least for me, growing up and you know, being so young when it came out, it was more so... I knew the song more than the movie. Because, yeah. you know, it's always been a popular song, and every wedding you go to, they play Footloose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, this was not one of those movies to where I grew up on it, so to speak. Of course, I knew of it, I maybe seen it four times before this podcast. Most most of the movies that I've watched a lot that came out in the 80s were really because my mom enjoyed mm-hmm. them. I can um, see that. Dirty Dancing. But uh, since you've seen I'll, I'll let you go first because I, I got a perspective on it, of course. Uh, but what did you think of Footloose I, on your 21st viewing? Oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it stays with me. I'm, mm-hmm. it's, I'm much rather Dirty Dancing. Like if I had to pick one of those. I'd honestly rather this I'd just because of the, the ensemble cast. I like more because, and I'll get on that when I talk about what I think of it. I guess is maybe just there's one character on here that I just don't care for, uh, and it's Lori Singers. I I, I think she's kind of ugly. Uh, I, I don't say think she's ugly. She, I don't think I she's, don't like her character because she's. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. It's, to me, she just doesn't fit the role of a leading, the leading lady on here, or a leading woman. But you like this more than Dirty Dancing. You like. Given uh, as far as the movie the, goes, the, like as, as somebody said, you right now you have to watch Footloose or Dirty Dancing. I watch Footloose. Oh, not me. No, if my if it was you no, know, and I'm all about it. No, if it was me and my, <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, see, see, Dirty Dancing dealt with the you know the the horrors of abortion to some yeah. and how that affects a family, whereas this movie's all about how the rigors of a religious upbringing <laughs> can sometimes right. lead to. Preacher's children being Stupid. suicidal and fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. So this is a you know, this is all about mental how people rebel against their parents so much to where they stand in front of oncoming trains well, and baby. jump between vehicles back and forth like they got a fucking death wish. <laughs> That's what the moral of this movie. Mm. But go ahead, finish your talk. <laughs> no, you got me on that. But um, Kevin Bacon, you gotta like him. Oh yeah, I like Licko's character. Mm-hmm. I like I love assholes. Like good assholes. What? Yeah. Good assholes that you hate. I'm gonna steal yeah. that clip. <laughs> I love assholes. I love assholes. 
Of course. I know what you. We know what you meant, but yeah. that is so going to be taken out of context. <laughs> yeah, I figured it. Yeah. Well, you know who, who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Anyway, I didn't find him to be that much of an asshole. He could, but it was more so. I forget the dude's name. You might the Lloyd Singer, Ariel's boyfriend originally in the truck. He John was the one. Laughlin. Woody. Yeah. Mm. He was to me. He was like he was the antagonist. Kevin Bacon was just like responding to it. Yeah, but you didn't really like Let Go until the end. Like if you were just well, plainly watching this movie, unless well, you were a religious freak that didn't like dance. Well, the thing here's my here's where my perspective comes in. When I watched this movie when I was younger, I didn't like him at all. You, you were, I relate. I was like, yeah, Kevin Bacon needs to be able to dance. Blah blah blah. When I watched it this time, this movie is so much better to me as an adult because I relate with John Lithgow's character. In the regard that now he's wrong, of course, because he's taken it too far. But you know, first of all, he fights Nazis in the community, the book burners. He's like, no, what are you doing? This is wrong. But from his perspective, he's never really a villain. He's just like, no, he's more. He's a tragic hero in a sense to me because he's doing what he thinks best to protect the community from, you know, the music and how dancing can lead to other things because this terrible tragedy that happened to this community. Blah blah blah. But then. But he doesn't want to take it as far as other people are trying to push him. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. He just disagrees with Kevin Bacon, except in the end, of course, where he comes around. But he's all doing it because he loves his daughter so much. He's doing it for the right. He's wrong for the right reasons. Yeah. You know. Lord so, Farquaad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Put that in there. But that's what, like, I'm watching this. I'm like, like, when I watched it, the whole time, I'm like, he's really, to me, the hero of the story, in a sense. Because he's the one, he's the one whose character has an arc. Who changes over the course of the story? He's in a sense the main character for the most part. As 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 an adult watching it now, uh, you know Kevin Bacon is just he doesn't change. He's just like, hey, we need to dance. <laughs> oh, here's a Bible I stole from my father, or I have that I marked all these passages for you. Okay, I'm just gonna read it. You know, a great scene. You know, makes sense. It fits. And Lithgow does some great acting. Bacon does some great acting. And then it's like, you know, but John Lithgow, Reverend Shaw is the one that's no can't dance here. Blah blah blah. And then. Oh, I see. I'm losing my daughter because of this, and you know, it really—he's he, right. You know, that this isn't something that. You know, of course, he's talking about Kevin Bacon saying he's right, but this is something that you know we do need to adapt to. This is old now. This is correct. This is something that we have to let our—we have to let our children live their lives. We can only teach them and hope that they listen to it. Which, you know, the only thing I can knock him for is the fact that his daughter comes in an hour late. He's all over. He—I uh, forget one other thing when he corrected her for. Maybe it was her being late again. Uh, but he never says a word about the big fucking black eye that she has for the second half of the movie. He never wonders, hey, where, who beat the shit out of you? That's maybe, never an issue. Maybe he thought she deserved it. Maybe. Maybe he did <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe he thought... Well, you know what? Because I, I, you might remember a little, the order a little bit better than me, Daniel, but I know he hits her and then she runs out. Is that the same day that she gets her ass kicked by her boyfriend? It may be. So that he thinks, oh, I shit, I, I did know. that. <laughs> I'm a terrible I bet, person. I better not say anything about it, so maybe she won't notice as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we might have we might have solved this conspiracy theory. Uh, but I have, a, I have a couple of observations I made on this movie. First of all, I kind of mentioned before, Ariel is completely suicidal. She attempts she she basically attempts suicide one time, standing in front of the train, screaming, which is oh, just, she knew somebody, which is bizarre. She knew somebody was going to be there. See, if I was coming back, I'd be like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Ariel, I gotta go. I don't want to be here for this. Yeah. This is. You're up. I just bought this shirt. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I don't blood. I don't get dirt or you know your blood all over it. Yeah, brain chunks. But honestly, one of the first things I noticed when I was watching it, because of course when we watch for the podcast, I'm a little more observant. Did you see what that girl brought the cookies in in the beginning? 
no. when they're on the porch, she brought the cookies to everybody in a shoebox. <laughs> a Nike shoebox. She opens up the shoebox, and the cookies are there with, like, maybe one paper towel under them. How dirty is Don't that? Don't bring your fucking cookies <laughs> in a shoebox. I was just like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. That's ri- And again, feet, you know. Feet, right. You know, shoes. They were I keeping was, with a the theme. I was a little disturbed by that. But then also, this town has... Every radio in this town is the loudest radio in the world <laughs> because she takes that tiny little boombox, and I had a boombox about that size, and it was nowhere near this loud, puts it on the hood, plays the tape, and then the people two blocks down are all... Dancing, dancing to it. The people inside the restaurant by the oven and the stove that are cooking and making noise are dancing to it. It's the loudest one ever. Does anyone dance like they do at weddings to this song? No. Where the hell did that come from? I have no clue. Because <laughs> at the weddings, it's all like a line dance. I think yeah. it's more so like the it's little... It's kind of that one that... um, What's his name? Crispin? Yeah, what's it? Willard. Willard. Yeah. That he kind of does with his leg... Yeah, I guess it's, if you want to call to, that a line. To me, it looks just like the free. Whenever, whenever the free bitches do line dances right. at weddings, they all look the same to me. Yeah, except they the, do too. Except maybe the excuse me, the one where like the freeze looks a little bit different than what's the one where the like the sh- the uh, stroke. Yeah, mm. that's the only one that looks different to me because mm. he's calling There's out the move. Three different ones. <laughs> no, no, no. The one that's not, no, no. I'm that's thinking always like turn to the left. Um, the, oh, the cupid shuffle. Yeah. Cupid shuffle. Yeah. yeah. Clap three times. Yeah. Clap three more. This is a dance for white people. <laughs> now turn around. <laughs> it's just silly. Everybody clap your hands. And uh, they totally wasted the Bonnie Tyler song on the the chicken tractor. I mean, uh, playing chicken on the tractor. That was stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> when, that song is like so epic for, for an 80s movie. That should play in, in Top Gun. That was a lot of damn glitter, too. Oh, in the end? That's one thing I wrote in here. Huge glitter budget. The last thing I wrote... That shit, it it was, never stopped. Was that shit digital? I don't think so, because it was in, getting in their hair. There were some scenes I don't think where it looked like digital was back then. There were some much. scenes where it looked like it might have just been yeah, going some, in front of the camera. Some some of it, it looked like it was. It faded. did. It looked like an effect almost. Yeah, but there was a shit ton of glitter. Yeah, but uh, also there's more zooming in this movie onto the eyes than a kung fu film. Oh, that one. The snap zooms. There's so many just <laughs> random zooms in this film. Uh, and for a town that you know you cannot play music aside from Bach or I forget the composer he was listening to, uh, it's no problem for these kids it, to get beers and cigarettes. <laughs> There's a, a the get rid of the little evidence. six degrees of separation with the whole "Down for a Hero" by Bonnie Tyler is on Shrek. Oh, re- I never seen. When that. they're kind of running towards the, they're running away or running toward. I don't remember the little montage on Shrek when Farquaad is. John Lico's voice. Yeah. Random thing. Sorry. They probably See, did that on purpose. Mm. <laughs> See, this song is so awesome, and they use it for them playing chicken on a tractor, which make, it makes the scene scene better. But it's like, you know, this should be it. This should this should should be what was playing at the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Then I would watch that scene because <laughs> the song is so it? epic. What plays normally? Skip it. Huh? Oh, you skip the volleyball scene? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, no, let me rephrase that. My wife will watch it. That's when I get up and refill the popcorn oh, okay. or get another beer. Imagine Cool Runnings on the Pushcart Derby, the song. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to make that, like, immediately. I would watch that over and over. I'm going to have to karaoke this song at our next party because this song's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, get, get, like I said, getting beers and cigarettes is no problem in this town. But also, they don't care if there's male-on-male dancing all over the place, like when he's teaching Willard. Because they're getting pretty close. And I'm just, I'm not that there's anything wrong with that. Sure. I'm just saying in this town, where right. you can't play music, it seems like that would be the thing. They'd be like, hey, hey, you know, one Bible with between you people here. Right. So that was a little... 
Bible. Little odd. <laughs> it's a very large Bible. Oh, and, uh, not the yeah, pocket one. Apparently, uh, you know, there, this guy was, uh, Reverend Charles was right on one thing, you know, dancing does lead to other things. In this movie, it leads to, if you dance, it leads to you eventually joining a motorcycle gang because they all drive to the last dance on motorcycles. <laughs> and also, it teaches you how to do kung fu because at the end, they all get their ass kicked when they get in fights previously. But then in the end, he does that running dance yeah. move into the dude's face like, ah! So it's a Liu Kang <laughs> yeah, well, flying kick. kick. <laughs> and that was my observation on this movie, which don't affect how I think about it because the that movie needs is to be a awesome. segment. <laughs> the best Crazy dancer is not. It's it's the one of the random guys at the end. Oh yeah, that, like the, the one, like the one that's does like the this. robot kind yeah, of thing. Like, that's the best. He's the best dancer. That looked like oh, the used car things. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. About, the <laughs> little air, where they have the air blowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that dude was awesome. Then uh, one thing that this movie always makes me want to do, like I wish one day that I would get so mad, I would go to my fridge, get a beer, go to the store, buy a pack of cigarettes. Drive to some abandoned place, shotgun the beer, take a huge drag of the cigarette, and throw it away, and just go into this epic dance scene. And then some random, the hottest girl in town would see me. This is, of course, before I was married, you know. So and I, and I just get busted, like, "Oh, you can dance." It's okay to be seen, though, even married, you know. Yeah, I mean, just like notice, like, like, "Oh wow, anything. you're yeah, exactly, exactly." It's okay for them yeah. to like you. Yeah, they can like yeah. me. All, you know, they can do whatever they want see to me as long ring. as I don't do anything. See the ring. See, this, this is so amazing. This is this is like a dream as a kid. Like, I just want to, when I get old enough to drive and drink and smoke, I'm going to do this. Whenever <laughs> I get, get out there, whenever life Volkswagen. gets me down. Yeah, and speaking of, like, same thing. His car stereo must have fucking 50-inch speakers oh, in right. the back because he, he can goes, hear it everywhere. He goes to, like, a different building. You know, he's Spider-Man on the ropes, and this really is a great he scene, hears though. everything. <laughs> well, also because there was a nice little, was it Lawtown or was it under Skylight with the... Kevin oh, Bacon. we've always loved Kevin Bacon. So yeah, I but you'll pay homage to this, the, yeah. long, the tracking shot in this. <laughs> yeah, we did. But uh, Jesse and our friend Matt made a uh, music video. Uh, what would the world be like without Kevin Bacon? I believe was yeah. the name of the track. Yeah. But they do a great job of paying homage to this scene and also a, a great little funny song, which we'll post on the Facebook page so everybody can check it out. I'll put it at the end of the episode, too. Oh, what the hell? Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> See, I mean, look how badass. Not so much the, like some of these dance moves, but I mean... <laughs> And it's so funny because you can, they do a good job of hiding, like when it's not him. Because the whole time right. I'm watching, I'm like, okay, that's Kevin Bacon. Okay, that could be Kevin Bacon. Okay, that's definitely not Kevin Bacon. But he does a, his fair share of dancing. Like, he, he could dance pretty good. But, uh, and also, I think it was him too, for not for the dismount in the gym on the uh, oh, parallel bars. Uh, yeah. Are they oh, called yeah. the parallel bars when they're elevated that high? Or are they something else? Is it, was it the two bars from uneven side by bars, side? Huh? Yeah, uneven. That's it. It's yeah. the uneven bars. But uneven bars, the women do that. It's called a high bar, and it's just that one in the middle. Oh, he's not middle exactly there. being very masculine right here. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's doing it in the gym with uh, I don't remember how Willard, many bars he does. Uh, I think there, were, there might have been just one. I don't if remember. If it's just one, yeah. But he, he, you know, it shows Kevin Bacon like up there doing like maybe one swing, but then it does that massive dismount, <laughs> and of course you don't see his face. But he does his fair share of stuff in here. Yeah, he yeah. does a lot here. <laughs> so he's kind of doing him. parkour. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, b- before it was cool, you know. <laughs> Look at that. See? Yeah. That'd be. Wish I had a swing like that. Never, yeah. never, 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 never. See, that is not him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> a little chest push. Yeah. He's gone especially he, he, crazy. He pulled a little right Andy there. right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good well, tracking shots yeah. in this film, on this sequence. And this is probably one of the most iconic. This and then him running and saying, let's dance, are probably the two most yeah. iconic uh, visual things from the movie. Yeah, And it's funny in this scene bar. where he's on the thing, mm-hmm. he has gloves on now. 
No, he doesn't. I, don't, I guess he ran him in the air. Yeah. Put him on out of his back. Maybe they pocket. were attached to the pole. <laughs> he just and look, jumped this, up and grabbed it. I love how I usually hate this in movies, it but they give it, it so good in this movie where it does like it shows him do the dismount from five different angles. <laughs> right. But like it's all the same angle. It's just like the camera's maybe five degrees to the left. <laughs> Very small movements, but it's yeah. incredibly entertaining. Great uh, montage. In a sense, it's a montage. I'd say it's a montage. It's close did y'all see the remake? No. Nope. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> although I want to say when I was looking up the ratings on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes is actually rated better than the original. Wow. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Apparently they have an angry dance in the other one. So <laughs> an angry dance? I'll have to check out that one. <laughs> I'm sure they probably try to duplicate oh, yeah. the scene. But I will. There's some remakes that I'll have no interest in ever seeing, and that's one of them mm-hmm. by far. I'm like, yep. no questions. Uh, Trivia-wise, Michael Cimino, the director of The Deer Hunter... Uh, he was originally the dire- hired as the director of this, but he got fired because he wanted $2,500, uh, $250,000 in advance for rewriting the screenplay prior to shooting. So they said, like, nah, can't do it, so you're not going to direct it. So that's when they got Herbert Ross instead of Michael Cimino. But, of course, uh, Michael Cimino was, rose to prominence with The Deer Hunter, and then he made, I think it was called Heaven's Gate, which was a huge flop, uh, I think more so commercially than critically. And uh, he kind of didn't... He kind of... You know, exploded and then did that, and I don't. He hasn't done too much since. Uh, but Deer Hunter is an amazing film. Uh, the scenes where Chris Penn's character had to learn how to dance, they were added to the script because Penn really didn't know how to dance, so mm-hmm. they had to. They just threw that in there. So that's why you have kind of the boy on boy, close dancing in the gym, at the football field on the football field, running around in your you know with your midriff showing, <laughs> like something out of Rocky on the beach. Uh, so that's why that was there. And uh, with, uh, with the principal's knowledge at the school, a 24-year-old Kevin Bacon attended the Payson, Utah High School as Ren McCormick, kind of like a method acting thing, as a transfer student from Philadelphia to get into his role. Uh, pretty much hmm. he, he dressed, wore his hair just like in the movie, and he pretty much said uh, he left the afternoon of the first day because he got tired of how he was being treated. <laughs> like by, the, by the other students, because he can pick on his look. So. Wow. That's... I guess factual in a sense his reaction or like Couldn't the things that are it. being said to him so how awesome would that be like if all of a sudden hey wait you'll see Footloose I, that kid was at our school for like one day is yeah. this like a true story what is this called him a fag <laughs> god I feel yeah, bad now I feel bad oh well <laughs> and surprise this kind of surprised me this is actually based on true events let me, let me rephrase that loosely based on events that took place in a small rural and extremely religious farming town called Elmore City in Oklahoma in 1978. Uh, dancing had been banned in the town for 90 years until a group of high school teenagers, you know, fought for their right to dance. So hmm. that part is a nugget of truth, but, you know, was it as dramatic where the, you know, John Lithgow's battling this, you know, the neo-Nazis in the community wanting to burn books while this young upstart wants to bring back dancing to the city. It's been heartbroken since those kids came back from that rock concert. <laughs> There's a lot. Well, it was the '80s, so there was a lot of dancing at rock concerts in the '80s. Not so yeah. much nowadays. But uh, this is pretty funny. I thought uh, we always like to see who who could have been who. Uh, both Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were at one point slated to play Rem McCormick. Uh, they really liked Tom Cruise, and of course, he was super popular at this point because of more so of um, Risky Business. Right. And they're like, oh, he did that dance scene in there. Let's put him in this dance movie. Uh, but he was um, he was actually under contract to film all the right moves at the time so that's why we don't have Tom Cruise and Footloose 
Mm. And then Rob Lowe, they really liked his look, and he could actually dance, but he hurt his knee. I'm not sure how. Let me see if I wrote it down. I don't think an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> he took an arrow to a knee, but the injury prevented him from taking the part. So then, hey, Kevin Bacon, you know, now it's time for you to be a star. Yep. And uh, also, John Travolta was offered the role but turned it down. So I'm kind of glad he turned it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would have been kind of awkward. More dancing from him. <laughs> he did it. He has done enough in his career. Yep. And uh, Daryl Hannah was actually offered the role of Ariel. Mm. But now here, here's where here, this is an awesome meta connection, so to speak. She was offered the role of Ariel, which is also the name of The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing this movie, she did a movie called. Exactly, in which she played <laughs> a mermaid. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't you see? It's like the Da Vinci Code. Still, still not as cool as the the whole Footloose thing that we were watching at the beginning. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. whatever. <laughs> Go watch Tosh Point though if you want to see that. <laughs> but they also offered the role to Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, that would have drastically improved her looks. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Jodie Foster. Eh. Brooke Shields. And the, the great 80s love of every red-blooded American male, Phoebe Cates. But they all declined in Madonna edition, but they didn't like her. <laughs> I don't blame them. Stick to singing. Well, not now. You should stick to retiring. Old woman arms on the cover of albums. Trying to, that's like, so, to me, I hate to use the term pathetic, but it's, I guess it's, sad, it's more so sad. Where she's on the cover, you know, she's 50-something, she's on the cover of albums. Of course, her face looks like it's 40 or 30. Madonna. Oh, yeah. Did you see the non-photoshopped version of that? No, I don't think I want to. It's pretty gross. It's like, you know, she has the face of a thir- you know, a woman 10 years younger than her. But then, you know, the, you can't, there's some things you can't hide. Especially if you're going to appear on your album cover in like a uh, corset and lace panties or some shit. But it was not good. Yeah, I'll Which find I- it. Uh, it's not here. Yeah, Google it if you want to see it. It's out there somewhere, I'm sure. Not on Reddit yesterday. Ugh. She, I mean, of course, awful. Madonna back in the day, hell yeah, don't get me wrong, but you know what? Sometimes you got to hang up your boots. <laughs> yes. Just like Angelina recently did. Cause she got oh, them, yeah, yeah. She got them cut off. Yeah, she huh? did. She had a double mastectomy. They're gone, Daniel. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> well, special boys are gone! I enjoyed her, but... No, I mean, she was, she's at that point to where, like, she's she's aged out for me anyway. And, put, of course, she got super skinny and not quite as attractive as she used to be. But still gorgeous nonetheless. But yeah, now she doesn't have boobs. Oh. I wonder what they did with them. Uh, they should like put them up for auction on eBay. <laughs> I buy one. Put it on my mantle. Yeah. Ugh. Here's the Madonna picture. That's but, one of them. I mean, the one I saw was pretty awesome. It's like, Grandma? <laughs> what are you doing? But anyway, I like Footloose. I like it, like I mentioned, uh, I might have alluded to, I should say. I like it more as an adult because. To me, revisiting it now at, at my age, I don't have kids yet, but of course we're talking about them. Daniel, you have a kid now. Uh, you do? Okay. Yeah, that's not his sister. <laughs> that's his baby girl. Uh, but this, to me, this I like it more now than I did ever when I was a kid, simply because I relate to John Lithgow's character. I can I can see he's he's like I mentioned he's wrong for the right or he's right for the wrong reasons. Or however I said it, I said it good the first time. Yeah. Uh, just rewind it if you want to hear that exact analogy. But I really liked his character he, because his he's a complete character in this film. He makes he's different. He goes through a change and for the for the better. He improves as a character. And of course, to me, like one of the best moments in the film is when him and his wife are just sitting there and they're yeah. just 
I think we're, we're basically dancing. Mean, that's such a sweet moment because in, it, in, in the, the grand scheme of the story, and then it cuts to the dance fight scene, which they could have just ended, just ended the movie with basically him them saying that, and that would have been you know the end of could have been the end of the movie. But you know, fight scene in an eighties movie is always welcome. It's always entertaining, so we appreciate that. But uh, what would you score this movie, Daniel, on, on the Daniel scale? Uh, about a. Six point nine. Really? Yeah. I've seen it that many times, and yeah. I would expect it higher from you, <laughs> especially if you said like you've seen it a lot, and you seem I mean, to talk favorably. I enjoy of the it. movie, but it's not yeah. one that you know I will watch all the time if mm-hmm. I see it on TV. But so definitely I did watch it a lot when I was younger. So uh, and let's see. it holds up a lot better than He Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really true. That's definitely true. This is this is a to me one of the good examples of one of the reasons for this podcast is also you know of course you've seen this a lot. Uh, However, but this is a good one to revisit to see like how it you know they didn't need to re, uh, remake it basically. Uh, this one to me is still good enough to where, and yeah. in a sense, but it's, just, it's not relevant so to speak to yeah, today's yeah. society. You know that's why when they first did the remake, I'm like, oh great, what kind of story are they going to have now? I haven't seen the remake. Maybe they use the exact same story, but you know this, that doesn't fit for that there to be a reason that you know. I guess you're unless you're in the town of Westboro. With Westboro Baptist Church, then you can't dance or something. Or I guess it's kind of like Jesse pointed out that you don't have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but making money, you know, when it's like <laughs> almost trying. like almost like Red Dawn as well, which I still haven't seen that remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they they changed it to where North Korea invades instead of the Russians. You know, they they did at least try to update the enemy, so to speak. But again, how big is North Korea? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To invade the United States right. in, in the middle of the United States. I mean. Why are they storing those people? I guess they just snuck in from Canada. Yeah. Like they had the Ho Chi Minh Trail. They redid it down through Canada into the Midwest. <laughs> right in Thor's backyard. Yeah. Because he is Thor in every damn movie he's in. <laughs> my opinion. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, re- revisiting this movie, I when I first watched it, I was like, oh, it's, it's better than I remember. And the more I kept thinking about it, because I actually write down my scores now so I don't have to be on the spot and kind of just throw a number out. I like to be a little more structured with it. But to me, it's an eight. It's a solid eight. Uh, it's one that I don't mind, like we mentioned before, too, like I wouldn't mind watching it again. Like, not so much like, you know, Howard the Duck or Z- like China do or anything. Like, if this mm. was on TV and, you know, Shawshank went on the other channel, I'd keep <laughs> it on Footloose. Exactly. Yeah. And the soundtrack's, you know, good. For, you know, it's it's a key 80s soundtrack, so to speak, with the, a lot of the songs, like Bonnie Tyler and everything is great. So, I really kind of like it. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned, too, in the real world, this was released February 17th, 1984. Uh, Four days before this movie released, the great Ethel Merman, the undisputed, quoted, undisputed first lady of the musical stage comedy, passed away. She's most no- uh, notably known because she's the one who sang, there's no business like show business. Mm. She's very, one of those classic, classical era uh, personalities. Of course, mm. today, you know, she would, in the day of social media, she'd be, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of like a, uh, like that chick on Glee that also does Broadway. The uh, show. Yeah, like she, that's kind of, I guess, my, more, in a sense, a modern version of her because she was just very famous for the stage, but she transcended the stage and did films and stuff. In fact, her final film appearance was an 80s movie, and it was in Airplane in 1980. <laughs> and there's actually, she plays, a, if I remember correctly, she plays, it's a, she, she's a soldier, and uh, she's like shell shocked. And they're just like, uh, who do you think you are, Ethel Merman? And, but it is actually mm-hmm. Ethel Merman <laughs> playing her. A soldier who thinks she's Ethel Merman, and she busts out in a song, or one line of a song on the on the show. So it's a it's a funny moment, but 
uh, in the movie, but now after me personally reading that, like, to me, now, oh, that is Ethel Merman. So now that, when I wrote, we do Airplane on the podcast, it's like, oh, it's even funnier to me. So, yeah, you want to do Back to the Future or the Rewind first? We can do the Rewind. Hmm. Sports Rewind. Um, didn't really have a, anything date because mm-hmm. I wanted to ask y'all about something. Um, the draft was a few weeks back. But anyway, coming like the second or third round of each draft, they kind of got some of the team former members to call out the draft pick for the NFL draft. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Like for the Saints, for their third round pick, they had Steve Gleason, mm-hmm. who was kind of famous in the, the rebirth of the Saints. So he, he blocked a punt. Yeah. But, um, and he has that charity now. It was either Suffering. the first round or the second round. Barry Sanders did a called out the draft pick. And Barry Sanders was always my favorite running back. But one thing I kind of remember him for was Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> and we've kind of talked about this before. Yeah. Um, my favorite sports game of all times. Mostly main, people remember Bo Jackson from mm-hmm. it. It's the fastest guy in the game, wasn't it? I want to know you guys' favorite sports games of all time. All time. Yep. Any system ever. The f- which one did you just enjoy playing the show? There's out two. Of? When the second you and said that, I asked you. I want yeah, you to having not me. prepared, I know my favorites that immediately pop up. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Same here. Oh, um, one of them was uh, was it World Cup Soccer or something for the for original the Nintendo? Nintendo? I love yeah. that game. Yeah, <laughs> that one's great. Was that the one you only had like five players? You, they all had special moves. Yeah, like, yeah they did the, the flip. Yeah, and the ball kid. would like distort. Yeah, certain. And... God, that was so awesome. <laughs> That one was good. Um, one that was a special place for me is uh, Madden, I want to say 99, because it's the first time like it started to look good. Yeah. <laughs> and I had it on the PC, and it just... Oh, I bet it looked amazing for the it time. it looked amazing, like, yeah, for the I didn't time. play it except on console, so... So in my memory, I'm like, that looks better than what's today. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the it's not. <laughs> two animation <Yeah>. sprites. <laughs> really, I mean, Tecmo Super Bowl was a fantastic game, but I got to you know, play it with my brother. That's what I kind of remember a lot about yeah. that. And my cousin just put hundreds of hours into, you know, we would all pick one team and play the whole season. Yeah. So every now and then you play each the, other. I think to me that that was the best thing about Tecmo Super yeah. Bowl was that that was the first game where you could do the whole, you could pick the Saints or basically, and you, you could go the whole season, all the way through the Saints. Uh, exactly. That was the, the first game to ever do that. I, the, the simple fact, the reason I like this game, so I would even simulate the whole season and just hope that the Saints did well. They've made <laughs> they they've won a division before. They never won the Super Bowl mm. with me trying to do that. Just just a pastime. Like that game's so enjoyable for me. I didn't what have about a Nintendo, so I didn't play it that much. Oh gosh. Yeah, I missed played that, on that game one. so much. Uh, what but about yours, Trey? The the ones that immediately came to my head. The first one that came to my brain was NBA Jam. Oh yeah, which you like NBA Jam? That He's game on was, fire. Just, that's um, that game's. I have it on. My, it's amazing. I have it that I have that game mm-hmm. on my phone. Yep. You know, and here in uh, our suburbs of Baton Rouge, where we're all from, when they had when they got the four player Walmart had it. Of all the places around here, the Denham Springs Walmart had the NBA Jam four stick arcade machine. <laughs> we would yeah. beg our parents to go to Walmart. Just you know, just drop us off. We, you know, we five bucks, and we, and then that, that was like one of the first games too, where they had like a lot of the hidden stuff. Like I think if you held both sticks down, at some point you played the little tank mini game for free. Damn, oh, wow. I didn't know much about I, that. I can't remember how you did it. It seemed like you held the sticks down, and then you pushed start or something. And there was a little mini game you could play at first, 
before he got to the game. But I mean, God, the hit, you know, we put in the hidden characters. Uh, but then it, we got to the point to where TRE, you, you know, it's, it's the, the arcade saved your team. Like when you put in your three letters, I, mean, yeah. I think you had your, your birth date and your three letters, and it saved your team, like your stats and everything. And we go back up there and we play the shit out of <laughs> NBA Jam. Uh, of course, everybody played Tecmo Super Bowl for the most. I mean, that's always a favorite. But then all, the second one that I thought of was, without a doubt, Mutant League Football. Never played it, not one time. On Sega Genesis mm-hmm. and its sequel, Mutant League Hockey. Uh, but I, we, I talked about it on the podcast before. But that one, as a single player game, I never really got to play that with, many, with other people. But as a single player game, I played the hell out of it because you could you'd be on the line, and if your lineman, if you hit them hard enough, you just explode the other lineman, just yeah. blood and guts. You could you could send your character to kill the ref, and then you could you know cheat basically. So it was almost like a wrestling football game in a sense. And the the other one like the as far as a, tr- a pure sports game so to speak, like more more along the lines of Tecmo Bowl, was a uh, Joe Montana football for the Game Gear. Oh, I played Joe Montana sports talk football for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, both of them. The one I uh, I rented the Genesis one, but the one I owned was for the Game Gear, and I brought that thing to school mm-hmm. every single play. I was the 49ers. Joe Montana's my quarterback, and obviously. Mm-hmm. Every single play was a Hail Mary. <laughs> every single time, and I won the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Because Joe Montana just says go, and then his receivers just run. See, they had Tecmo Bowl where you can get it on Xbox Live Arcade. But it's not the it's same. Not it's like an updated. Yeah, I just can't go. I can't try that again. They, they just that, need, that would That would hurt me. If they just released the original, but online, yeah. to where you can play, that that's worth it. Like now they have take some. my money. Yeah. God, that game. So also, much I guess I would pair uh, the wrestling games with for sports. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair compare. Like a uh, No Mercy and World Tour. I really enjoyed yeah. NBA Live '95. Was another one. NFL Blitz was fun too. I mean, it's basically NBA Jam, but NFL arcade. Football. Oh yeah. Before <laughs> before Madden, like just kind of took the reins and champion they they had a game it was called game day game day oh mm-hmm. two yeah i know something. what you're talking about i used to get those rather than the madden so they were pretty good i'll tell you the mm-hmm. the best in the in the age of madden the best football game i ever played uh like real football was uh oh, i think it was nba uh, nfl 2k5 it was by sega i think but uh-huh. uh god what was it it had a uh, it had oh what's his name damn it Oh, hold on. I, uh, Elway? No, it was, uh, it was recent. It was like in the 2000s. Oh, uh, uh, Tyrell Owens. He was on the cover, I yeah, think. There's, it just showed the cover. Right? Yeah, oh, ESPN yeah. NFL 2K5. That's yeah. that's it. That was the best football game, like real football game, so to speak, I played. It had a first-person mode. That <laughs> was so much fun. It was completely disorienting, but it was so much fun. It was a look great at the, look at the game. review they gave for it. Yeah. But I think 2K5 was Four actually three. the last one that they released because Madden, their sales were just terrible because of Madden. But I it, think didn't eventually they just get the license NFL license or, or maybe, the maybe only that was one it. that could have that yeah maybe that was it maybe they, that'll uh, kill a game yeah pretty quick what game is this oh that's a new Wolfenstein is it yeah it's just an ad though it looks amazing <laughs> but uh, also amazing, we'd be remiss yeah. not to say too oh that's that Metro game oh right good. yeah it's like Fallout uh, and uh, and honestly if we're gonna else. talk about the best sports games ever we have to I have to mention for my personal preference Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Extreme oh, sports, absolutely. but I just I never got into those. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> Let me tell you. Here's Tony the story Hawk about two, Tony Hawk One. That Pizza Hut had a deal where you got a pizza, you got a demo disc. There were two different ones. One had Tony Hawk and like Spyro the Dragon on, and the other one had some other forgettable bullshit on it. Uh, I begged my mom, like, Mom, we have to go 
No, let me, let me start over. Jason also ordered pizza. He got that's the disc he got. So I pl- we played just that single warehouse level on the demo over and over and over all night when I spent the night in his house. The next day I'm like, Mom, please, we just gotta go to pizza. I just gotta get this demo disc. Like, please, just get a pizza, please, just tonight. Like, begging. Like, she goes and we get there. And I'm like, I'm I, I'm I'm like one of those annoying little kids at this one. I'm like, make, we want the demo disc with Tony Hawk, please. Like, you know, like making sure that this is the reason we're here. I don't give a fuck about this pizza. I want this demo disc. <laughs> Get the demo disc, go home. I don't even think, I don't know if we, I don't even ate, maybe ate the pizza for breakfast the next day, but played that level all night. Mm-hmm. And then that series, up until it died a terrible, pathetic death, the first three, maybe Th- I think Thug was the fourth one. The first Underground one was maybe the last good one, or maybe it was four. Maybe, I can't remember when they changed. Anyway, but at its time, an amazing series. And again, that's extreme sports, but I mean, for the sake that's, of this discussion. Cool. And then SSX, the snowboarding one, was amazing too. Remember so, 1080 snowboarding on 64? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I rented that, and that's all I needed to do for that game. Anyway, that was <laughs> Sports Rewind. Always a pleasure, Dano. Thank you. Uh, and now coming back to the future, uh, back from, or yeah, back to the future from the, from the past of the 80s uh, for this little segment, I would like to talk about the summer blockbusters that have come out already. And that are coming out, specifically. Uh, the, of course, we're recording this on the day of Star Trek's release. Unfortunately, I haven't seen. None of us have seen it yet. Uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. However, Iron Man three's come out to worldwide box office ridiculousness, and uh, also have the Great Gatsby came out. I have Iron Man three. Okay. Well, we'll keep Continue. it spoiler free. Uh, I will allude to things that if you've seen it, you'll know without giving anything away. Uh, real quick, Iron Man three. I. Most people that I talk to love it. I don't know what Jesse thinks. I haven't talked to Jesse about it yet. I didn't care for it that much. I'm with you. I Okay, here's my reasoning. It's not a bad movie. Anybody no. out there hasn't seen no. it. But in the wake of the Avengers, mm-hmm. you have to do more than what was done in Iron Man 3. I had a problem with the writing. The action was awesome. The writing was like, and then this happened. And then this happened. There, no, and then this happened. There's a great moment in the middle that nobody can see coming. I guess about the middle. Or maybe, I don't know. I didn't see it coming. I was surprised. I mean, we could talk about it afterwards. But yeah, but I'm not sure which part you're talking. Uh, uh, yeah, I won't, yeah, that's enough for that. And uh, the reason you probably didn't see it coming is because it was one of those. And then this happened moments where here's my honestly the story. Like I didn't read the extremist series in the comics, so that was new to me. Well, and I, know I that's think in they, the comic. they adjusted it to them because I'm pretty sure Iron Man came up with that. I think that's that's from what I understood. I've, yeah. I've recently downloaded like the story arc of that to see how it occurred in the comic. Yeah. But uh, to me, the the first thing that annoyed that that I thought I hate when there things shouldn't happen in a movie for no reason. Yeah. And, when, and this is not spoiling anything. And right in the beginning, he Tony Stark has an anxiety attack, and there's a really big deal made about it. That I think two three times that it happens in the movie. Right. And it means nothing. It's not part of the story. He just has an anxiety attack. Yeah. And there's no reason for it whatsoever. And, like it, that, and literally, when you watch it, you're like, what the hell's happening? Like, oh, is he infected with something? Is his heart, you know, is his reactor not working? Or what's going on with Tony Stark? No, no, no there's nothing. Don't worry about it. He just has anxiety attacks. Well, yeah, I think it was because of the events in Avengers. But that's eventually what they say because it's... He doesn't like talking about it. But to me, that was just like, okay. He doesn't like talking about that. Why do we even need that? I mean, to me, I, I was just like, 
this is where's why is he okay this has well i'm analytical i'm like this has there's gonna be something to the reason right you know, like, the man is like i have brainwashed you yeah, with yeah. these anxiety attacks because <laughs> that's how the mandarin talks in the trailer sure uh uh <laughs> so that that annoyed okay. me and then i don't I like know, gwyneth paltrow i know the part you were talking about you didn't see coming that was good um but yeah i think it was the avengers thing that causes it but i thought it was funny how everybody in the movie like almost every character is like hey remember when those aliens landed how awesome was that what you mean <laughs> that, that that was like a like I, uh, I i've said before in the podcast i'm annoyed by when there's kid sidekicks in a movie yes i didn't mind this one there's like, i hate how they met that was silly that was stupid but <laughs> and and i mean i don't want to reveal too much but right you've I seen know, in the I'm trailer where like uh he makes the armor come to him they overuse that shit in every sequence in this movie to yeah. where it's like, okay, it's not cool anymore. Just yeah. stop. And that, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, it's worth seeing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I, honestly, one of the biggest disappointments for me was the scene at the end. The after the credit scene, which we won't spoil. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, Iron Man 2, the last, after the credits, Thor's hammers in the ground. Holy shit. You know, oh, oh yeah, they're yeah, tying yeah, things big. together. Uh, Captain America, I believe, was... Um, uh, with a Tesseract, uh, where you see that Loki's involved leading up to the Avengers. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. This movie's after the credit scene. It's just, yeah, It has nothing. It's equivalent to after Avengers. Yeah. It's equivalent Shwarma. to the shawarma scene. Like, it's, <laughs> I was, ex- nothing. And there was all these rumors going around. On a, I don't know if I want to say the rumors because people might be <laughs> expecting to see it. Well, uh, I remember rumors saying it was something. Yeah. There were huge rumors about a certain Marvel character that hasn't been in a movie yet being in this end scene. And no, it's not. It's it's. Is this scene at the end bad? No, but it's nothing. There, when, it's when at the end of every previous movie, there's a scene that leads up to the bigger picture. Right. And this is the first movie of Marvel Phase Two. It's flat. Yep. It's flat. Well, I I will buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray because I'll, I'll I don't mind watching the movie again. But it's I won't. In the shadow of <laughs> Avengers, it's just there's. I gotta, I gotta be a completionist for the, the Marvel stuff because my kids will one day watch it, so I gotta have them all. Like I don't want to be completely negative, but one thing I did like is that there was a whole lot of Tony Stark in this movie. Yeah, which honestly, that's why Instead I go see Iron, Iron, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Stark as a character, the things he trades off with the kid and stuff that was hilarious. And it, so, I mean, if you, you like Tony Stark, then that's the reason to see it. And because I, I've never been like a, I've liked Iron Man in the comic, but I've never been Iron Man. I don't, I wouldn't buy his solo. Right issues or anything. I really liked him around the Civil War storyline in the comics, which was great, where they pitted him against Captain America ideologies against each other. Ideologistical. I don't know. I was trying to make up a word, I guess. Right. Uh, which That's when I kind of got into him a little bit, but to me, and I think a lot of people, too, that like uh, going into the first Iron Man, everybody know, well, comic readers know who Iron Man is, and of course there's Iron Man fans, but I think it's all attributed to Robert Downey Jr., for the movies, that's just one of the most perfect castings that's ever been done in the history of cinema, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Nope. When he leaves that role, I don't even... I mean, they should just hang it up, uh, I guess. Or just make Don Shadell be War Machine. <laughs> oh, and not then, even try to change Yeah, just people. not even... I mean, eventually people move a, on. It's going to be like a Bond situation. And f- yeah, but it's just because it's so fresh right now. And he's already said, like, you know, he's not going to do it forever, but he's going to do it as long as it's still fun. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
Oh, I want to th- I want to spoil something so not spoil but I want to talk about something that's so ridiculous in the movie too but I'll keep that for yeah, off yeah. the podcast. Well, I'll keep it after. But anyway, the other movie, big summer movie that came out recently, which honestly to me I didn't think it was going to be a big summer movie, but there were four midnight showings where we went and they were all sold out. Was The Great Gatsby? Mm-hmm. Uh, either you read the book by chance uh, in grade school maybe. <laughs> uh, well, the movie literally follows the book uh, almost to a T. It's a, it's a almost a nigh perfect adaptation. Wow. Uh, of course, Baz Luhrmann, the director of Moulin Rouge, does it, and it's fan-freaking-tastic. Cool. Uh, I I like The Great Gatsby more than I like Iron Man 3. Did you see it in 3D? Yeah. Interesting. Did it uh, help? It, honestly, <laughs> I forgot I was watching a 3D movie. Right. Like, there's really... It does kind of that Oz thing in the beginning with the credits. Yeah. You know, you see the logo. It's very Art Deco. It kind of becomes 3D, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's not. They're having. You've seen the party scenes on the trailer. I mean, there's glitter coming at you and stuff. But uh, it's not like a, stuff. It's not a My Bloody Valentine where like there's purposely things coming right <laughs> at your face. And I think that was just a selling point for it. Mm. Now, however, speaking of three, real quick aside, there's a movie coming out called Gravity. Which speaking of George Clooney earlier and uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, but it's directed by Alfonso Cuarón. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce Pan's his last name. No, that's Del Toro. Oh, what? Guillermo did, del Toro. No, no. Karan did a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. But yeah. more importantly, he did Children of Men, one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hated that movie. Fuck wow. you, Just asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the, there's a, it was, it was about a minute-long trailer for the movie Gravity in front of Gatsby in 3D. If the movie Gravity's 3D is as good as the trailers was, it will be the best 3D movie that you could probably ever see up until this point. Because there's like a... They really don't give a sense of what's ha- going on in the story, but basically this something happens with a space station or something and it kind of disintegrates, but the camera's going through it. And it, I mean, the th- visually in 3D, it was incredible. I was just like, wow, hmm. this is amazing. Uh, about the 3D. So in the quick aside, look more for that movie when it comes out. Uh, but yeah, so far, of course, Star Trek hits today, which I have really high hopes for. Just watched the first one again last night, or night before last, for a refresher on what they did with the characters and everything. So... Looking forward to that. And then uh, the rest of the month is kind of a wash for me. There's Fast, the next Fast and the Furious, which I don't give a shit about. Although I will rent it because The Rock's in it. Uh, <laughs> and the end of the month, Hangover 3, which after watching the latest episode of Tosh again to bring that up, he pretty much hit that on the head of what's going to happen to give a spoiler oh, yeah, thing yeah, for yeah, yeah. it. And that's he's exactly right. And that's an overdone franchise. But then, of course, June, uh, Man of Steel, which I, I'm, that's probably my most ex- awaited summer movie just because... Uh, recently watched the original Superman Christopher Reeve last night watched yeah we watched Star Trek night before that and, I, and that watching that movie still to this day when he runs across the street and pulls open his shirt mm-hmm. it's like the end of Cool Running I can't help I have the biggest fucking smile on my face I'm just so like oh my god which uh, part on Cool, cool Runnings running. where the dad where they're walking we have to oh, finish the race smiling. like that's sad no I mean that's like I'm so happy like that's a that's a sad happy. Thing. I know, but I know, but it's like you can't help. Like you cannot hide your emotions in that part. I'm just, when I, I'm cool runnings and the end of Rudy and the end of Rocky. I'm just, I'm just I'm just smiling, fighting back tears. But same thing in Superman. It's like it because especially that character is iconic as we've talked about before to most people's childhood. You know, Superman is one of those that you grow up on because he's a good role model. You know, Batman's not necessarily who you want to model, your child to be modeled after in their developmental years, so to speak. You know. You know, well, there's, just, there's some good things in Batman. I mean, dedicate yourself to your studies and your workout. You know, stay in shape. You know, but Superman's you know, truth, justice, the American way. Like, let me get this cat out of the tree for you. Let me help you, ma'am. Although he's kind of a sleaze bag in the first movie, looking at Lois Lane's underwear mm. and her inside her purse and shit, making passes at her. 
just watching it recently, so it's fresh on the brain. But yeah, this summer movie season is looking really, really good so far. Like I said, uh, Iron Man 3 is worth seeing, uh, but definitely if y'all looking for something to see and you want to take your ladies out, I'm sure they'll enjoy Gatsby. Oh, and DiCaprio, fantastic. Unfortunately, though, the whole time I'm watching, I'm just wishing he'd turn into his character from Django <laughs> and just start talking to all these people in the movie like, now listen here. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we yeah. talked about that before. That was just an incredible character. Yeah. But Gatsby, uh, I never read the book. My wife did, and she's the one that told me how close it was to the, the movie. It was close enough to the book. But uh, having never read the book, the movie blew me away. This fantastic story, which I've always heard little snippets of the story, but again, I never read the book. Never saw the original with Robert Redford, so kind of going into it a blank slate, so to speak, and fantastic film. Uh, very, uh, very much worth seeing in the theater. But that about does it for this episode. Of course, we got our little wrap-up here. We talk about you know how you can reach us, reach out to us, talk to us. And one way would be Gmail, 80sRevisited at gmail.com. And also on Twitter, at Awesome Podcasts. And also on the Facebooks, at Awesome Podcast Network. Mm. And you know, we, we always used to say when we had some more active podcasts going on in, on the, uh, in the network, uh, the other ones out there. Of course, there's, you can still listen to all those great old episodes of Duo Attack, the Hero Clicks podcast, which uh, today is the Teen Titans official release day, I believe. So if you're yep. still in Hero Clicks, you don't forget about that. But also, the legendary Geekly Dose We'll be coming back later this month with all new episodes, everybody. That's right. And uh, uh, as it gets closer, if we have a podcast, you know, we'll keep you updated on that until it actually shows up. But watch the Facebook page, the Twitters, and all that kind of fun stuff, and we'll let you know just as soon as it will be popping up so you can get your next dose, which has been a while coming, so you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. And then next week, Music Month continues with... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Not this movie I have written down because somebody watched a different movie. It's actually going to be... The Weird Al classic, UHF. One of my favorite slapstick, super funny movies of the 80s. So come back next week and let's see what Daniel has to say about it. Because I won't have anything prepared because we're about to record it right now. (laughs) But anyway, everybody, till next time, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. I am Jesse Sedgley. Kawa, let's dance! Bunga!
Kevin Bacon's number one. Yeah, he's the winner. When I see him on the street, I point at him with my finger. And I dance all around him like I'm Lori Singer. Let's hear it for the boy. Give him an Oscar already. Then we'll celebrate and party. And I'll make him spaghetti. Kevin Bacon is the coolest guy I haven't met yet. Oh, Kevin Bacon, you're making me wet. Did y'all watch the recent Tosh? Yeah. That was the most disgusting okay. episode. Not, not <laughs> the throw up. No. The throw up. Yeah. That was horrible. The foot was the he- What the hell? Yeah. What the, the foot hell? grossed me out more the than the vomit. The foot was gross. Yeah. That it just, did, it yeah. The vomit didn't get to me no, after that foot. That, <laughs> the foot made me wonder. Like, what, what the hell was that? I don't know. But if I ever get something like that, the foot's coming off. Like he said, the foot should just be chopped off. <laughs> but what the hell was that? Yeah, like, I even. Fungus or. But I, I, I have don't know. a weird. I have a weird. Oh, oh God! One, huh? I have a weird, <laughs> like I like to watch things being no, popped, like pimples. Yeah, you're or, weird. But that foot thing, but it looked like he he was cutting it off easily. What the hell? Was I imagine that? it's just like you know it was dead skin, but I don't know what would cause it like a rash. I mean, it looked like cornmeal, like he stepped yeah. in somebody's cornbread. See, that didn't bother me as much as throw it because it, it just kept coming. And throw up, you're like, okay, the throw didn't get to me. Man. If it probably would have been like mm-hmm. two dudes vomiting on each mm-hmm. other, like yeah, but. I, was like, I guess because it was delicious. a girl doing it, it made it a See, little nothing less. nothing so far has been as bad as the, the foot we saw. Oh, there's something sort of similar. Go up right there with the, kind of the orange. Ugh. A little bit like This it. one? Yeah. No, it was just like well, plates I know, of skin. Yeah, but it was the closest thing we've seen so far in these pictures. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What a great way to start a podcast. Probably on if we just go to Tosh Point. Like the site, it probably will say like maybe what it was. No, is that, is that a horrible form of... <laughs> is it a fungus? fungus? I mean, Let's see. Let me try to describe is it. Is it a ficus or a rubber <laughs> tree <Ficus>. plant? <laughs> Yellow. Cornbread. Must be Jesus' feet right there. Cornbread. <laughs> like cornbread feet. Bread. Commonly called cornbread foot. I meant to look it up, but I didn't get to... <laughs> that looks like a pastry. <laughs> I'll never eat breakfast there, again. <laughs> Wait, is it? What the hell is this? I don't know. That's a piece of corn. <laughs> that's literally corn. Oh man, that guy's feet's messed up. <laughs> that's called chicken foot. Chicken we eat too much foot. chicken. It's kind of like that, except on just the Just Google like Tosh Point There probably be somebody that went, "What the hell?" Basically asking the question we asked on Google. Oh, foot. Skin feel. Soul reborn. I don't know if this is old. No, that's, no that's, that's the old one. Yeah. You can, yeah, <laughs> search tools, yeah. That's weak. Uh, foot cheese? That may be it, huh? Foot cheese. Yeah, it's gonna. Oh, okay. 
Don't need to see it again. God, it's long. It just says dry skin. Oh, that's so disgusting. Dry, cracked foot skin. Okay. I just finished overnight foot. What is the... Dry skin gets like this after a week or two and not doing treatments. Okay, so it's not like anything horribly bad in terms of the way it looks, though. Oh, it's so gross. See, that doesn't bother <laughs> me that much at all. <laughs> Especially when he cut, when he was able to cut it off so quickly. Mm, it's probably not painful. I mean, just like a callus on your foot. <laughs> I want to put a belt sander to your foot or a sandblaster <laughs> and take the skin, all the skin off to the bone. <laughs> Watch him cut it, Jesse. No, we don't need to. Yeah, we need. Let's Daniel, we're running late. We got a <laughs> podcast done. We're gonna talk a lot about. Oh, oh yeah, God, it's so oh. gross. Mm. It's Dan- like Daniel's it's masturbating like, under the it's, table. It's like orange peel. <laughs> You're peeling an orange. It's gross. That's so disgusting. No, but really though, why does he let it get that bad? Probably because he's a dude and like he's playing with his girlfriend and she's like, "Oh my god!" So why did he record it? <laughs> Probably sent it to Tosh. All right. <laughs> Cut sound. It's so clear. In these headphones. <laughs> it makes it even grosser. I did, I did turn it up. You ever seen bot fly videos? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch like Faces of Death than this any longer. No, I'd rather no, watch no. somebody get their head blown off than this. <laughs> that, that that one I saw at, at Perry's was the worst I've ever seen. That's the worst video I've ever watched. What? Like a Russian soldier, like they ex- they flat out execute him and just stick the, the not- they have his him, him on the ground, they have their you boot on his head, hold him his still. Just head and his yeah. neck, and he's like, oh, summon foreign like like Russians, and they just go to town and cut his head off. That's a, it's, it's the worst video I've ever watched. Like Kristen hated my. Uh, probably because you know it's real. Because like that kind of shit that. happens in movies all the time. But the the thing that's mo- I think the most disturbing part about it is because the dude's like, Ugh! you can yeah, you, you can, can hear, like, hear his, his breath. He's trying to get his breath. Golly. You know, it's making me hurt feet. thinking about it. <laughs> I would eat that shit and use a real file. <laughs> that's disgusting. Okay, at least I know it was just dry skin. Yeah. In Which its means worst you could easily form. get it. Yeah, in its worst form. I'd rather say it's some rare disease. That way I can count on I would, I would never. It. Yeah, I would never do that. But I, ant, I used to like to pop ant bites. That didn't bother me. Fred Flintstone mm-hmm. feet. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese grater. That's what he needs. Yeah. From driving that damn car. Sorry. <laughs> They'd beat some happy fish. They're talking about that. I bet that. you could like, firewalk like a badass. Uh, yeah, the flakes. Yeah. No, like the, there's some pedicure areas where you can go get your pedicure oh, and you stick your yeah, feet yeah, and little fish start eating your dead skin. Yeah. Just the water starts boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like sneaks piranhas into one of those. Put your feet in. <laughs> ah! oh, little skeleton feet. That too, like for your hands too, like little fish will come in. I wouldn't mind like, just, just seeing what that felt like. <laughs> probably tickles, I imagine. Let's <laughs> make a major monkey toes. Ugh, I hate blisters. Not like that. Nope. Ugh. They that look poppable, like, a... like you could just easily yeah. pop it. Yeah. Looks like someone's butt. <laughs> looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing a butthole on my butt. <laughs> I shit when I walk. <laughs> I can't control it. Oh my god. Ugh, elephant like Quato's feet. <laughs> <laughs> the feet that are like inside his brother that yeah. he never that he never yeah. see when they yeah, autopsy. It's, it's gotta come out sometime, and that's what they look like. Quaid, <laughs> scratch my feet, Quaid. They said something like it, if you have dry oh, feet, 
to get. It looked like hands. It's yeah. so long. I think it's a half a cup of Listerine, a half, no, a quarter cup of Listerine, a quarter cup of vinegar, and then a half a cup of water. And the hacksaw. <laughs> you put your feet in it. That yeah. apparently gets the dry skin off your feet really quickly. Just get one of the, I forget what they call them, the brush on the side of the yeah. tub. And, oh, I got a callus. Let me get that shit off of here as soon as possible so my feet don't look like that. <laughs> Drink more water, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I don't go, do let's anything go. for my feet. And they're <laughs> all right. Let's go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's recording this, so we might put yeah. that like on the end or something. <laughs> all right. Footloose. Ah! Ah! Oh, speaking of, <laughs> there's the show intro. Play the music. <laughs> Find this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And follow us on Twitter at awesome podcasts.